0: you hear that sound that is the sound of the waves crashing against a bay but it's not just any bay it's a baywatch because this is a baywatch podcast in fact this is baywatch rookie school a podcast where two men who have never watched baywatch before try and watch baywatch i'm Michael Eisen,
1: and i'm morgan thrapp
0: and morgan this is season two episode nine the trophy part one
1: Yeah, Uh, there's just so much in here that really just needed a second part. I can't wait for more of this episode next week. uh, uh, Having watched it, it it, it has its ups. It has its downs. uh, But I'm so curious to hear what you think are the ups in this episode. Oh, I meant this one. I think I have a lot of them. I I have some ups, but (laughs) this one and the next
0: one. Yeah, there's some ups. Uh, yeah But But you no know, Mostly this is a down It's not as down As the last few weeks But it's That's down That's true Yeah But this ain't a This ain't a not, oh, Spoilers This ain't a 9 out of 10 You know <laughs> Like It's definitely not that But it's not a 1 Absolutely. For sure Yeah Which is Means this is the best
1: episode uh- <laughs> <laughs> Honest Yeah God, we'll get into it when we get into ratings, but sure, yeah, it's a weird one. So speaking
0: of this episode, it was written by David Braff, not related to Zach. I checked. I really <laughs> hoped it was going to be. Actually, fun fact: uh, I know, I know some people in the industry who tell me Zach Braff is just the worst person.
1: Yeah, I've I've heard the same. I gotta say, yeah, it which sucks. Yeah, I do love Scrubs. Same, but yeah, but David Braff. No Relation, would
0: write 45 episodes of this show, as well as mm. the screenplay for Baywash White Thunder at Glacier Bay, as well as an indeterminate amount of episodes of Thunder in Paradise. He oh. also wrote for V, which makes three episodes in a row. We're talking about something related wow. to Laura Vandervoort. <laughs> that means this is now officially a
1: Laura Vandervoort podcast. <laughs> All right. I mean, listen, if it means that I don't have to watch it like all of season two that we've watched so far, I'm OK with that. Don't worry. Things get better. I hope so. Uh, but th- <laughs> this was
0: directed by Douglas Schwartz again, and it was aired November 11th, 1991. So let's talk about some guest stars. So Patrick J. Anderson plays Rob in this episode. Rob is... Megan's new boyfriend. Point is, he was in this two-parter, came back four years later for a different one-off role in the show, and then didn't mm. act again until 2013 because he was too busy teaching special ed and coaching baseball. Oh, I think good for him. Yeah, I think that's pretty cool. Like his his family was into was I guess big in uh, baseball, broadcasting, and and such. So mm. he was just like doing that stuff, which is cool. That's cool. Yeah. Next is Frank uh, is David Groh, who plays Frank Larkin. So he was a big television actor in the 70s, famous for his role as Joe Gerard in the show Rhoda. Now, I have checked with some boomers and this is a big <laughs> deal. This show was a big deal. It's a spinoff with the Mary Tyler Moore show. It stars the oh. Rhoda, who is Mary, who is Mary Tyler Moore in, in her own show's character's best friend. So Mm. she was played by Valerie Harper, and this show was at first about Joe Gerard, the character, and Rhoda and their relationship. So it started in 1974, and episode seven, his character and Rhoda get married. And this episode hit 50 million viewers, which is crazy. Holy shit. Yeah, huge. Then they get divorced in season three because— and and, Gro- and uh, David Groget's, uh written out of the cast because the producers decided they thought the show worked better with Valerie Harper being single. Mm. The audience did not agree. The show <laughs> tanked hard wow. and got canceled in 1978. So, wow. yeah. It, a year or two, just done. Another note is that a few years before this, he was in a play called Be Happy For Me, and I'd like to quote a theater critic who said that they found him completely convincing as a brash gold chain and bikini clad Lothario, and I cannot see it. <laughs> that's a great image. It's a fantastic image, uh, but doesn't make any sense for this character. For this guy. No, Not at all. Next, Vanessa Angel is back as Megan, and mm-hmm. I appreciate this because I enjoy her. That's that's it. That's really it. Kelly Packard is next, and she plays Joni in this episode. Do you know which
1: one Joni is? I'm going to assume she's the jealous teen.
0: No, that's Joanna. This is Joni. Ah. Joni was the girl wearing the light blue bikini. <laughs> ah. So she would be on shows like Blossom, which we talked about, which is a show that kickstarted My Bialik. And I say kickstarted, but My Bialik isn't really that popular. I mean, she was on yeah. Big Bang Theory, which is popular, but whatever. Yeah. California Dreams, which was a show about a bunch of teenagers who form a band. Boy Meets World, etc. cetera. But her biggest role and what she's probably best known for is the character April Gaminski in a little show called Baywatch.
1: Yeah, I'm sure uh, this is what she's most known for. She is. No, she, really? she becomes a series
0: regular in season eight. Oh, that's what I mean Yeah, she comes back in six seasons uh, Not as this character But she becomes a main cast Lifeguard for two seasons Gotcha Yeah, Yeah. so that's what she's known for Next is Stuart Nisbet Who plays the Doctor I talk about him Because he used to be the president Of the Nisbet Society in North America (laughs) Which is a society So Stuart Nisbet Was the president of the Nisbet Society of Mm -hmm. North America, which is a society to learn about people with the last name Nisbet. All right. Because I guess they're one of the original American families. So they have like, learn about your Nisbet heritage. uh, Interesting. Which is the whitest thing I can think of. Uh,
1: Whiter than the, uh, what was it, the Jerry fight a couple weeks ago? Jerry, what was, what, what was the guy's name? You know what I'm talking about, right? Tim Thomerson? No, 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 no. Um, Oh, the the Josh fight. Josh fight. That's what it was. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. The the Josh fight had a ton. And I watched some of the live stream, just like a ton of people of all different backgrounds named Josh. Oh, all right. Yeah. It wasn't just white people. Josh, Joshua (laughs) is a biblical name. So, I mean. That's true. But another thing about Stuart Bacon, Stuart Stuart Nisbet, is that he has six (laughs) degrees of bacon number as two. Uh, because oh. he was in a movie with someone who was in Balto with Kevin Bacon. Anyways. Gotcha. Next up, Daniel Quinn plays Eric Turner, and you may remember him from episode three of Baywatch Second Wave as Jimmy Rocher, Eddie's frenemy, who comes oh. back to hurt him.
1: Oh, I spent this entire episode going, he looks so familiar. And I was, like, flipping through his IMDb, but didn't see anything I recognized him from. But that totally makes sense.
0: Yeah, he doesn't have the mullet now. Uh, or yeah. mullet or spiky. spike I can't even fucking remember. It was so long ago. Yeah. But now he is hot. Mm-hmm. And he will come back in five years as a different character on this show for an episode. And then in another three years for a different character for an episode. <laughs> yeah, it kind of sucks. Now, lastly... Yeah. We have A.J. Langer, who plays Carolyn Larkin, who's kind of one of our main characters of this episode, for worse. Yeah. Yeah. She was famous for being on a show called My So-Called Life from 1994 to 1995. The show starred her, Jared Leto, and Claire Danes, which is a crazy cat. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So the show depicts a social circle of a bunch of characters in a fictional suburb of Pittsburgh. The show ended in a cliffhanger because they thought they would be renewed, but they were wrong. Uh, Now, the show is apparently very radical. Here are some of the themes it dealt with in its 19 episodes. Child abuse, homophobia, teenage alcoholism, homelessness, adultery, school violence, censorship, and drug use. So it was critically praised for its addressing of these things, which is... Mm -hmm. Hard to believe
1: watching Baywatch. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, and especially for a project that Jared Leto is involved in. Like, these days, I can't say I have an especially high opinion of him as an actor Uh, or person. I agree with you completely.
0: Um, Now, A.J. Langer's character suffers a drug and alcohol overdose at her own party. And I do not know what follows that because Wikipedia would not tell me. But it sounds (laughs) like she lives,
1: I guess. Now, come on, you're going to tell me you didn't watch the entire 19 episode run in preparation for a fact at the beginning of our podcast. I had
0: time to only watch 18 episodes and I had to go all or nothing. (laughs) So I I went nothing. That's fair. Now, all that said, you may know her for something more important than this. In fact, you may know her as
1: something more
0: important than this.
1: Oh, can you take a guess? I I don't have the slightest idea. Was she like a actor in a commercial for some famous product?
0: Well, Morgan, you struck out yet again.
1: Oh,
0: uh. your family is very disappointed. <laughs> so you may know her as something more important. And that is Allison Joy Courtenay. Countess of Devon, spouse of Charles Peregrine Courtenay, the nineteenth Earl of Devon, member of the House of Lords, owner of Powderham Castle, seat of the Courtenay family in the village of Exminster in the city of Exeter in the county of Devonshire, England.
1: Wow! Yeah, yeah, yeah. You- I'm. <coughs> I mean, personally, I'm only really familiar with the countess before her. So, oh yeah, the eighteenth the one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, look,
0: at, after 18, it just got, it, it hit rock yeah. bottom.
1: Like we said, sometimes you only have time for the first 18. <laughs> <laughs>
0: that was a good one. I like that. Uh, actually, things did go kind of rock bottom for them since 1391, uh, because that was the last time they were truly important. Uh, William Courtenay was the Archbishop of Canterbury from, 90, from 1391 to 1396. Morgan, do you know the importance of the Archbishop of Canterbury, of Archbishop of Canterbury?
1: Uh, the title sounds very familiar to me, and I feel like I associate it with like, like uh, Jane Austen and Charles Dickens or something.
0: Mm, you wouldn't be close there. Want to take a second? Guess? All right. No. <laughs> so they are the leader of the Church of England.
1: Oh. Uh... Oh, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: So he was the leader of the Church of England, and he established some uh, some land for himself. Now, the yeah. the city or the, the village of Exminster in the city of Exeter, in the county of Devonshire, England, is only about 5,000 people. However, the castle is used for, like, movie nights, apparently,
1: <laughs> and Aww. such,
0: which is kind of cool to me. Now... My proposition, we sit down, Alison J. Courtenay, Countess of Devon, and say, movie night at your place, you have to watch <laughs> this two-parter and watch as she kicks us out of England.
1: Oof. <laughs>
0: yeah, I don't think she, um, she looks fondly on this. I can't imagine how you would. Like. There's only one reason to look fondly on this, and that is her swimsuit is awesome.
1: That's true. That's true. Well, which which one?
0: Oh, the 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 two tone black and gray.
1: Oh, yeah. 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 That That one's
0: fantastic. It's amazing. I love it. The other one is just like a bathing suit. I don't care. But this one looks like, oh, man, I'm ready to like drive my NASCAR little mini cars. I don't know. (laughs) My Hot Wheels. I'm ready to get some Hot Wheels. Mom, take me to go buy some Hot Wheels. (laughs) (laughs) Anyways. Morgan, why don't you take us into this episode? Sure thing.
1: So, yeah, we open on Mitch doing some arm wrestling with a man who we've never met before, but who will learn his name is Turner. Well, it's um, it's
0: Eric Turner, which makes it weird because everyone, even his ex-girlfriend, calls him Turner Instead of Eric.
1: Yeah, I didn't actually even bother looking up his first name because he's only ever referred to as Turner in the episode. Yeah, it'd be like, what if
0: you were dating? Okay, so how many of your ex-girlfriends have called you Thrap instead of Morgan?
1: On a regular basis, none of them.
0: Exactly my
1: point. (laughs) (laughs) I do feel like I've known people who have gone by their middle or last name, though. Like, especially if you have a common first name like Eric. Sure. But like your
0: girlfriend? I don't know. It just seems a little. I don't don't know. I mean, as someone who went by their last name a lot in college (laughs) and in middle school, if I were to date someone and they were to say to call me Eisen, I would think that's really weird. And I'd say, yeah, bro, or something like that. (laughs) (laughs) yeah no that's fair it's it's a it is also a little weird to be sleeping with someone you just call bro all the time you know
1: i mean i don't know i could be into that
0: bro i really love you bro (laughs) bro i want to marry you bro
1: (laughs) (laughs) uh bro we're getting a divorce bro (laughs) (laughs) just a fully irony pilled relationship (laughs) yeah yeah basically (laughs)
0: <laughs> oh, can you imagine if the count, the Countess of Devon, just goes, "Ah, oh, bro, I became a countess." Okay, this is a stupid joke. Let's
1: move on. <laughs> yeah, I mean, because famously, our podcast has never had a stupid joke. Well, we famously, a joke which I think I've actually made before. We, we famously <laughs> ditch jokes early. Mm-hmm. Famous.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, absolutely. We've never repeated a joke on this podcast or gone on never. too long with one. Nope, never, not once, never, even. nunca,
0: nadie. These are the wrong words. I. It's been so long
1: since I took Spanish. <laughs> this is a podcast about Baywatch for two men. Um, nice, I love that who, joke. <laughs> arm wrestle, uh, and then one of them gets fed a terrible smoothie. Um, Why? And that so random is Mitch. <laughs> like, <laughs> Why? who? It comes out of
0: nowhere. Yeah, it's so also the character who gives him the smoothie is the secret. It's so it's like this Easter egg character called Heinz and Heinz is just like this lifeguard who's uncredited, who's like who's credited, but never named. But he is called Heinz and they never say, oh, there's Heinz. But (laughs) because that's a weird name, but. Uh, He's credited, and this is like one of our first appearances where you can actually point out, oh, Heinz, he has a line. It's don't ask what's in the smoothie.
1: Yeah, it was like eggs and something. Fish oil. It was real green. Yeah. Yeah. You know, eggs, classically green. Green eggs. Mm -hmm. Green eggs and fish (laughs) oil, my favorite Dr. Seuss book. (laughs) Yum. But yeah, this smoothie throws Mitch off his game enough where he loses his arm wrestling match to Turner. And then we learn that Turner is in a wheelchair Um, and we briefly start to get a glimpse of the fact that he might have a tragic backstory. Maybe or maybe he doesn't. Yeah, it could be. You never know. I mean... Baywatch famously just real good at writing characters. They
0: just like to introduce random things. You know, remember that time there was just like an alien. They're like, everybody accepts him.
1: <laughs> I want to see the Baywatch and Mork and Mindy crossover. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I uh, that is too good of an idea to ever exist. Yeah, I feel like David Hasselhoff and Robin Williams playing off of each other would be really interesting to watch. I already am picturing it right now. And I mean, David
0: Hasselhoff would be a funny straight man. Oh,
1: yeah. He's just got such like goofy gravitas to him where it, he would be a perfect foil.
0: And we're trust me, we're going to talk more about some of his goofy gravitas later on <laughs> in this episode.
1: Oh, Yeah. But yeah, we get Shawnee and Megan bantering about being friends and they're going to go to Australia to lifeguard for the winter where they're known as surf savers. So this is a real thing. Oh, I looked it up. Surf
0: savers slash surf lifesavers slash in Australia, they're also called clubbies is huh. and I quote a multifaceted movement that comprises key aspects of voluntary lifeguard services and competitive surf sport. So they're okay. they're separate from county paid lifeguards. They are a volunteer lifeguard club. Who huh. also who they do like way more than you would say like a citizens arrest. They do actual lifeguard duties and they uh, assist. But they don't get they don't get paid, and they do the competitive aspects of life lifeguard games. And there's apparently uh, an offshoot of the Olympics. It's called like the international international world games, and these are for huh. games that are not or sports that are not in the Olympics. Mm-hmm. It's recognized by the Olympics, but not you know doesn't have the same sports. And lifeguarding gotcha. is one of the sports in there, and. So, these people train a lot for these lifeguard sport official game, whatever it is
1: that feels i don't know it feels like bullshit to me <laughs> it's like does. it feels like lifeguards are just like we're a game now, you have to watch us like <laughs>
0: well, they're doing the stuff that they do later on in this episode, you know swim sure, run swims sure. and and flag catches and 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 boats, you
1: know. <laughs> But I feel like some of those events are just already in the Olympics. So it's just like, what if we did a little bit of the Olympics worse? No,
0: it's it's like but it's doing all of them, you know, that's true. You know, because in in the Olympics, you specialize in the one sport, unless you're doing like winter game. Like, uh, yeah, what's it called? Is it the decathlon? What is it? The one where you like,
1: yeah, run, shoot,
0: run. (laughs) Yeah. Ski, ski, shoot, ski. Actually, (laughs) Uh, this is all of the lifeguard stuff.
1: Yeah. I mean, I'm sure it's entertaining to watch. And like, I'm not going to sit here and say I could do any of the things they're doing. Right. But <laughs> I mean, it is entertaining to watch. I mean, that's the reason the show started is because they took them <laughs> to one true. of these. and were like, this is cool. Yeah. Yeah. I want to see like, I don't know what this means. And maybe it's just already er- American Ninja Warrior, but an American Ninja Warrior and Baywatch crossover. I think this is just our crossovers episode where I pitch a bunch of crossovers. Uh, we can make that happen more. Yes, I'm excited. Um, but not as excited as Shawnee isn't when she realizes what her tower assignment is. It's not her tower assignment. It's Eddie's tower assignment. Yes. Yeah, Yeah. Um... So she goes to complain to Mitch about Eddie's tower assignment and then Turner grabs her and starts flirting with her and tells her how beautiful she is. Well, Shawnee looks deeply uncomfortable Mm -hmm. and then he pulls her onto his wheelchair and they do like a weird racing scene with him just like driving his wheelchair around a couple corners in headquarters until Mitch stops him and Shawnee is like, oh, I can get up now. Thank God. (laughs) The weird part about this scene is that
0: given that the scene is at the beginning of the episode, you're just like, well, fuck the writers. And you still are. But if you were to think about this scene after having watched the episode, you're like, oh, this is more evidence that Turner is a little bit unhinged and he needs to fucking chill. And so... It It's semi-OK slash good character writing only if it were to come later in the episode. But it comes at the beginning and you have no context for it.
1: Yeah, it just makes him seem like a shitty person, which I don't think he super is in this episode. Like, you know, he's definitely got his issues in terms of like, you know, he's paralyzed from the waist down and like, you know, has a lot of trauma related to that. But he doesn't seem. This feels uncharacteristically shitty for him.
0: Uh, we'll we we'll, we'll see episode two. I can't remember if he's that shitty in Fair. episode two. I watched it in kind of like a sleepy haze.
1: <laughs> yeah, I have not seen it yet, so wait, maybe wait till next week. Yeah. Um. But yeah, Shawnee's mad because the Mitch, the Mitch, because the yes. Taylor Mitch assigned Eddie to. I uh, full of ooh. teens Wh- and bikinis. What if
0: Mitch had the <laughs> Giver?
1: Ooh. <laughs> That's our next crossover. It's just the Mitch. My initial thought when I said the Mitch was to do um, the Max. No, I was thinking actually like a Dr. Cat style show where Mitch is ooh. just a lifeguard based therapist. Ooh, wow. I wasn't expecting that, but I like it. I love Dr. Katz. It's such a good show. It's not
0: referenced enough. It really isn't. It's, uh, God, and I'm trying to remember the name, Adam something, who does it.
1: Uh, yeah, 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 who went on to do... It also did Home Movies. Yeah, um, which I also love. I love Home Movies. Same. Absolutely love Home Movies. And went on to do Archer, right?
0: Yes. And then he also did, I guess technically frisky dingo which i did not
1: yes yeah that one was kind of weird i've never seen they're all weird his weirdest show though by far is one that i don't think i've never met someone else who's seen this so i'd be curious to know if you have but he did like an eight episode mini series that was cg animated kind of like a weird precursor to archer called lucy daughter of the devil
0: no Um, i've not heard of this
1: yeah, it was a super weird, like early two thousands show where it follows um it follows Lucy, daughter of the devil. Um, and the devil is, if I remember correctly, voiced by H. John Benjamin. Of course. Um As he which just Yeah, like I love that man. Yes. Um, and then DJ or um Jesus is just like a weird hippie DJ, and it's it's extremely strange, and it only ran like eight episodes, but it's it's worth checking out from what I remember. Let me tell you about my weirdest
0: buying into how amazing H. John Benjamin is in that yeah. him and Eugene, Eugene Merman started a secret yes. company. Do, do, do you know about this thing?
1: Uh, It sounds vaguely familiar, but I don't remember any of the details. It's called Flotsam
0: Inc., And this was a one-time thing. And they were like, Flotsam, it's mysterious. It's essential. (laughs) It's everything you need. And I was like, fuck it. I love both of these people. I'm going to buy it. And they're like, we're going to sell you a variety of things in a package. And it's going to come and it's going to change your life. And I'm like, don't care what it is. Give it to me. And so they gave you a bag of dice, a apron. Huh. A like back massager and <laughs> some like wheat, like literal wheat. <laughs> <laughs> and everything incredible. was branded with flotsam. And they're like, it has our signature color of wheat. And <laughs> I was like, I paid like 30 bucks for this. And I, I, I laughed, I guess. I still have the apron, which is Great uh, aprons are always useful, but yeah, uh, everything else I I have no clue where everything else is. That wheat is probably
1: Ugh. We're, yeah. we're
0: breathing it right now. Yeah, <laughs> it's in the air. But H yeah. John Benjamin is amazing. uh John Benjamin has a van. Is an underrated yes. show. It's so good. It's an amazing, amazing show, and it also gave us our first taste. At least, I think in America, of Nathan Fielder.
1: Oh, yeah. He
0: plays the sound guy who gets kidnapped, so they have a whole episode with no sound. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, shit. I I
1: didn't even put that together. Anyway, huh.
0: anyways, speaking yeah. of jokes, speaking <laughs> of jokes, Eric makes his first of many jokes about not being able to use his legs.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm hmm. Yep. We find out Turner and Megan used to date before his accident. And the scene just kind of ends. Oh, All right, did we talk about Shawnee and Mitch? I think we briefly did. Well, it's important. Uh, so basically, yeah, Shawnee is upset that Mitch assigned Eddie to a beach full of bikini-clad teens. Uh, yeah, I
0: mean, that's, that's literally it. It's, it's it's very important as a plot point and very
1: unimportant to have ever existed. Yes, I... Oh, boy, do I hate this plot line. Um... But yeah, next up, we get um, Mitch and Shawnee sitting in a lifeguard truck while Mitch just kind of like info dumps exposition to her um, about how Turner ended up in a wheelchair. It's it's a weird flashback. And I kind of
0: like some of it because you get to see how Mitch runs like a gorilla. It's it's very odd. He runs with his shoulders first and like a running tiptoe. And he's so much older than everyone else except for Numi, who's clearly like the same age or older. But it's just this like, wow, look at that. Like he's not old. He's 38. But it's like, look at that old guy who's like running in like this. He's like running like he's about to barrel roll but while standing up <laughs> it's so weird and he's clearly like trying to go faster than everyone else and everyone else is like we're gonna try to go fast but not that fast and mm-hmm. it's very funny to me but what's not funny is the actual flashback
1: Hmm. yeah which is that uh there's some real dark synth music under a montage of everyone competing in the lifeguard games and Mitch says, you know, Turner beat me at first, but then we were the last two in the relay, which I won because, as Turner says, my arms are longer. And then it was time for boat racing. And I forget what they keep calling the boats in this. A dory. But a dory. That's what it was. Yeah. 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 Um, and Turner was so far ahead that by the time he was almost done, most people hadn't even started their second lap. Um, but when he got out of the boat to go run away, another lifeguard flipped their dory. And so Turner and Mitch ran back in to go save the lifeguard, but Turner got there first and he gets hit by another lifeguard's boat. And, uh, Mitch gets there just in time to save Turner, but not before his spine was broken. And he just kept saying he was okay. Mm. And to, Even though I could feel his spine was broken and it's like really weird and haunting. It is. It's very dark. After that, we go back to the present after this flashback finishes up and we get a brief discussion between Turner and Megan about how they used to date. Um, And also, did you notice that the angle they were filming the close ups in made it look like neither of them were actually looking at each other? (laughs) Yes, yes. (laughs) <laughs> it's very odd It looks like both of them are looking like Like if they're in front of each other One of them is looking 45 degrees to the left And the other one is looking 45 degrees <laughs> to the right And it's so fucking weird It was so distracting during their entire scene Because they kept doing shot reverse shot Between yeah. the two of them But their eye lines were completely wrong Like they What is it? The the 180 rule or whatever yep. That they were breaking Yeah it,
0: it was very bad, and this scene was unimportant. Yes. Completely. It's, a, it's basically Eric Turner ghosted Megan. Uh, and this was funny to me because we, you and I had just talked about this um, article that's going around Twitter about ghosting, uh, which is wild, uh, written by yeah. my elementary school crush uh, <laughs> from my class of 10 people. Wow. Uh, Hebrew school is small, man. Yeah. And uh, it is uh, crazy. uh, I think it's the word Mm -hmm. I would describe the experience of reading that uh, in that it starts out by saying ghosting doesn't feel good. Hard agree. Agreed. Yeah. Hard agree. Totally. And then she says, we need to figure out how to deal with this, especially as people get out of pandemic and a lot of people are going to be you know, at the risk of potentially getting COVID again or yep. getting other sicknesses just gonna be, you know, raw dogging it everywhere. <laughs> yeah.
1: And and up until this point, the article is perfectly good. Yeah. It is a reasonable article, it's written relatively well, no problems with it. And then And then <laughs> she
0: posits that we we set ourselves up to dump ourselves. Which is a weird Mm -hmm. way to state it, in which she recounts one time she went on a date with a guy for uh, eight or nine dates. And Mm -hmm. first fallacy is that she assumes dating means a relationship uh, because Mm -hmm. you actually have to agree to be in a relationship to be in a relationship. Uh, That's just how this works. And he stopped talking to her. He said he was busy and then he just stopped talking. And she decided to send him a text saying, hey, I have something really important I want to talk to you about. It's better to talk in person. Mm -hmm. And he was freaking out. And he goes, "Okay, I'll understand. I'll be there. He goes there and she corners him and says to say it, say it, say that you weren't interested in me. Say like, say like, you know, you don't want to be with me. And he goes, uh, she quotes his, uh, uh. Uh, Yeah, I guess I just wanted to be friends. Well, then you should have dumped me. (laughs) It's so crazy. And then she she says she keeps doing this. And one time early on when she was doing this to another dude, because she keeps getting ghosted, is she made the guy cry in a public park. Uh, What the fuck? She says that in the article, which is like. Wild, and she says she keeps doing it. She's gotten better at it, but it makes her feel powerful uh, to to do that. And uh, she doesn't care if it sounds crazy. Not that this method sounds crazy, but if it sounds crazy to have female empowerment, and no, female empowerment oh. is not crazy. Yeah, this method of "in quotes" female empowerment is crazy, though. It's yeah. It's buck wild. It's blasted. No one wants to be confronted about ghosting. The reason why you ghost is because you don't want to confront people.
1: Yeah, and it's like it's totally. I agree. It's shitty to ghost someone. If there's also totally times when that's the only reasonable response. Yes, but you know, assuming that there aren't like major abusive red flags, it is kind of shitty. Which. Given how she writes the rest of this article, I have a strong suspicion there might be. Yes. Um, But the the way she initiates it with just sending a text of like, there's something important we need to talk about. And I won't tell you what it is until we're in person like, holy shit is such an overreaction. Yep. Like she even says that the way she said it was she
0: some she tried to summon the energy of her gynecologist calling her for it to end up mm-hmm. just being a yeast infection. Yeah. And yeah, if I heard that, the first thing I would think of is fuck, you're pregnant.
1: Yeah. Or like STDs or something like that. Y- like, Yeah. Or uh, yeah. I, I I won the lottery. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> don't ghost me. I'm rich. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I don't want to talk about it too much longer. But one of my favorite weird parts of it is she assumes that and I, I I can't remember if it's the same guy or someone else that she assumes you're in a relationship with someone because one guy she went on some dates with made her one listen to him doing acoustic rock covers, which, no, that's just shitty white dudes. And then mm-hmm. two, one dude played her a three hour Jason Mraz playlist.
1: Yeah. And which is a crime,
0: to be clear. <laughs> yes, it is a crime, <laughs> but it's not like a relationship. There are many yes. people who you would just go on a date with and they would subject to you to some horrible things. Like a four-hour Jason Mraz playlist. I don't even know if there's four hours of Jason Mraz material. (laughs) I I can't even think of three hours of Jason Mraz. I can only think of one song, honestly. Yeah, yeah. But you know what Megan doesn't say? What, Michael? I'm yours, the hit single by Jason Mraz. (laughs) God damn it. That was good. Eric does say Megan's hair looks good and her hair is shorter Mm -hmm. and she says it's longer. Bazinga. (laughs)
1: Ah!
0: (laughs) Yup. And then what happened?
1: Oh, what? Yeah. uh, I was just going to say, you know, we've we've been on a tangent for a bit um, because I this next scene sucks. Um, Oh, yeah, it's bad. you think it's your version is most, bad? My version's probably way worse. Wow. Yeah, this um this is the most male gaze we've ever gotten in Baywatch, which is saying something. Yeah. Um well, is it What about the Harvey one? I still feel like this is more male gaze to me. Like part of it um so to just real quick, this entire plot line is about underage teenage girls trying to seduce Eddie. And then one of them uh, manages to plant enough evidence where it looks like he slept with her. Um, And the whole thing, the whole thing just smacks so much of like middle-aged white dudes being like, well, I didn't have a choice, but to sleep with this underage teenage girl. She kept coming on to me and it was just so fucking infuriating. It's very bad. Like, um, so yeah, we get a uh, we get a very long montage of what are explicitly in the show underage girls yes. in bikinis, yes. uh, very close shots on uh, tits and ass, yes. basically, um, and then they all stand around watching as Eddie very slowly takes his jeans off and puts his swimsuit. Which is on.
0: like, why would you do that out there? You
1: have the tower. You could just change in yeah. the tower. Yeah, it doesn't make sense. And it goes on for so long. And Shawnee sees all of this through her binoculars from the next tower over and is mad at Eddie. Wait, 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 wait. Before we get to this. Yes. I need to talk about the music. Oh, yeah. So we get
0: an original song. Mm -hmm. And uh, I actually kind of I hate the lyrics. I kind of like the sound. Sort of. It, it's mm-hmm. truly really an 80s sounding song sung by what sounds like a girl band composed of musicians who go to the same Al-Anon meeting. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if that's too dark, but that's truly really <laughs> what it sounds like. Like no one necessarily plays well together. And the singer like goes off key a few times.
1: Uh, I'm really starting to wonder if. A, I'm getting the remastered music, which I don't think I am. Or if it's just that some of these songs got licensed for the remaster. Is this song called "Obs"? This song is called "Obsession." Well, considering my version has two lyrics that are "You're my obsession, baby," can't take my eyes off of you. Uh, I'm going to guess it's the same song. So
0: you you got the remastered song. That's so weird. My guess is that you have a version that has 480p video, but with that. So you need to watch the daily motion original stuff. (laughs) uh, Cause we don't want to miss out on potentially cut scenes uh, or, or whatever the music is. I don't know, but this is obsession by Doug bossy and Steve Bertrand. And we have talked about both of these guys before. Steve is my second favorite of the writers of the original music on the show after Sean McHugh, uh, and here are the lyrics. Fuck. Uh, oh, no, I've got it bad. Call the doctor and get the meds. You're all I want to see standing right in front of me. Catch a look when you walk my way. Hate to stare, but I want to say you're my obsession. I just can't take my eyes off of you. My infatuation. I'm so lost in everything you do. You're my... Obs- I can't... I'm not going to do this thing anymore. I can't take my eyes off of you, my infatuation. You, I'm so lost in everything you do. You're my obsession. I just can't take my eyes off of you, my infatuation. I'm lost... In so- it's, I'm so lost in everything you do. You're my obsession. Just stay my eyes off of you, my infatuation, so lost in everything you do, my obsession. Fuck.
1: <laughs> yeah, it it really goes on forever.
0: Yeah, it's, it's really bad, and the singers are bad. I, I kind of like the the sound of it because it's so wacky. But Yeah, this is a horrible montage, and then Shawnee watches the women ogling Eddie.
1: I, I just looked up the episode on uh Daily Motion and it is definitely a different song, but it sounds very similar. Okay. But it's definitely a different song. Like you can tell where they got the inspiration from. Gotcha. I, I So the version you're watching. The video is bad, right? It's
0: not like clear. That's so weird. I wonder if there there must be a separate version. I'll have to look at this. Uh, It
1: also could just be a low quality DVD rip. That'd be hilarious. Yeah, (laughs) I guess uh, I guess I'll check out Daily Motion again.
0: Sure. Uh, Sorry, Daily Motion. You mean our original source VHSs or DVDs that we purchased from Germany? Mm -hmm.
1: Yes. Absolutely yes. Uh, what's funny is the episodes I'm watching do have the opening credits and title in German. So <laughs> nice. I mean, now you get to hear piano in German. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone knows pianos sound different in German. Yeah, and you know in America it's like
0: and there it's like that's just how it works. I don't like the rules. It's true. It's true. And then all of a sudden you just hear rock me Home
1: So days.
0: a stupid joke. Please continue.
1: But yeah, I, I know we touched on it briefly, but I, I do want to highlight again. Shawnee is mad at Eddie that Mitch assigned Eddie to the beach where a bunch of underage teenage girls are going to flirt with him. Um, I hate everyone in this episode. Um, but now now we get to see. uh the latest character to in, to enter this episode, which is Carolyn and briefly her dad. To, to give everybody
0: an idea of Carolyn, just imagine Lori from the pilot movie,
1: but updated. Yep, very much so. Her dad is just very protective of her and will not let her wear the bathing suit that she sees on another woman, which... Was the weirdest bathing suit I've ever seen I assume it was a cover over the bathing suit But both of them refer to it as a bathing suit Because what it looks like Is someone took a pair of jorts But then turned them into assless chaps Like the front of the jorts Seemed to be there But the back is uh, <laughs> Not <laughs> there, That's that's what I always That's what I always say The front
0: <laughs> is there but the back is not <laughs> and You have to cut that You I, I can't. I don't know <laughs> Keep it. Fuck it. I don't care. It's the it's the mullet of jorts. The reverse
1: mullet of jorts. Oh, that's (laughs) dirty. I don't like it. (laughs) I mean, it's right for the 90s, at least. Yeah, Uh, honestly,
0: her her swimsuit, I think, is so cool and fashionable. Uh, Yeah, it makes me jealous. Her (laughs) her gray and black two tone Hot Wheels swimsuit is cool as shit her dad on the other hand
1: not cool as shit he's a dick Mm mm-hmm yeah he does not seem to be a very good person as we'll continue to learn later in the episode yes um but then we get a brief scene with Mitch and Megan at a tower where they banter about how Turner dumped Megan and it wasn't Megan's fault and that's pretty much the whole scene. Well, it, it's it's really funny
0: because the scene ends with her going, I'm um, afraid he's trying to prove something to himself, and then the next scene is just Eric lifting too much. Yeah. <laughs>
1: then we get uh we get a scene where all of the teens we saw earlier in the montage, uh, banter about how they want Eddie just real, real bad oh, while d- Carolyn watches I, all I have the exact lines yeah go ahead uh killer buns
0: i like his abs (laughs) i want him this summer me too yeah there's also a part of this scene believe it or not imdb has it as a quote (laughs) (laughs) what (laughs) yeah so there is the part of this scene uh, so important uh, b- part is, first, Carolyn asks if she can play with better girls, and they're like, no, and they don't give a shit. So then the girls go up to Eddie, and one girl uh, traces Eddie's Ugh. nipple around. And this, yeah. is, this is Kelly Packard, the one who becomes, yeah, mm. yeah. So, Joni says, hi. And Eddie says, how are you doing? Jenna says, is it safe to swim? And Eddie says, absolutely. Just swim parallel to the shore and don't go out too far, all right? And Joni says, I go far when I go out. And Jenna says, yeah, all the way.
1: Uh, And they trace his nipple. I hate this episode. (laughs) It's so
0: bad. (laughs) Somehow it's, again, not as bad as what we've watched before, but it's still very
1: bad. Yeah. It's just so... It's so exclusively written, produced, and directed by men. Like, holy shit!
0: I blame Zach Craft. Um,
1: yeah, I mean, <laughs> how can you not? Like, it's so clearly his fault for you know having created shows long after this ever aired. God, I just don't. This is clearly just the
0: prequel to Garden State. I think. Yeah, or whatever yeah. that movie was. I don't know.
1: Yep. I always get that one and Elizabethtown mixed up. But oh, I've never it, seen Elizabethtown. He did Garden Town. State. I only, I only know about Garden State.
0: It's uh, him and I think like, is it Portman or Rachel Bilson? Or is it both? I can't remember. I think it's
1: Natalie Portman.
0: Okay, it's, the, it's called Garden State because it's in Jersey, right?
1: Yep. OK, that tells me all I need to know. <laughs> I'm so glad. I'm so glad that I've brought you around to the correct way of feeling about Jersey. What do you mean? My dad is from New
0: Jersey. I know this. Oh, that's true. Yeah, that's true. I know all about how much I'm supposed to hate New Jersey. I've been there. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sorry. There are parts of it that are good. There are parts of it that no, this is true. look like Seattle. They're just very good. Dark green and mm-hmm. uh, it smells nice. It rains here and there. Uh, you know, it's not that, you know, polluted. Uh, the people just seem kind of normal. And mm-hmm. uh, then there's other parts that are just <laughs> like extensions of the Hudson Bay, clearly. And yeah. they're just shill trash,
1: swill <laughs> trash, actually. <laughs> I, I'll say uh Newark Airport. Not terrible, especially <laughs> compared to, like LGA. But, oh, I thought you were
0: gonna say Newark Airport as a county of Jersey.
1: <laughs> is, is just so
0: it's so much better than say Jersey City. Actually it probably mm-hmm.
1: is. Yeah. 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 Jersey City or AC. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Let's uh let's talk about Baywatch. Let's talk about Carolyn
0: hatching a plan a very convoluted one that starts with Mm -hmm. drowning herself yes
1: (laughs) yeah this is so stupid as soon as she ran to the water i wrote the note uh new girl goes swimming and pretends to drown because they haven't introduced her name by this point yes they do introduce that she's not friends with the rest of the teens and that she's a new transfer student to their school district yes but yeah, then she goes out into the water and then we get a scene where Shawnee calls up Eddie on the phone to berate Eddie for having had Mitch assign him this tower. And the dialogue sounds so terribly ADR'd. It's so it's so oh, bad. Good. They updated it in mine then. Interesting. Yeah, it's like when it's weird when they're on her, it's terrible When they're on Eddie, but she's speaking over the phone, it's fine.
0: Hmm. Interesting. It's
1: very Um, odd. Yeah, I, I, it's, ugh, it was so painful to watch. What about the
0: content of what she's saying?
1: Well, what she says is that she knows what all the high school girls at whatever school it is get up to, because she went there too, and she used to try and get a trophy, and then she did, but she won't say with who.
0: Um, and this is all OK because it's Shawnee, but it's not OK when it's someone else.
1: Mm hmm. I mean, it's also not OK for Shawnee as an underage teenager to have slept with an older lifeguard. Like, yes, all of this is bad.
0: Yes. But like everyone's <laughs> like, OK. Eddie's just yeah. like, wait, which one? Instead of being like, yeah, why would yeah. you do that?
1: That's the that's the rest of this plot running throughout the episode is that Eddie wants to know who it was she slept with when she was underage. And whoever this person was, was considerably older. So, you know, just a real, real good episode full of progressive, great thoughts. I'm just going to give you a little bit of a spoiler, Morgan.
0: It doesn't get better? No, it's not about this. It's that (laughs) in two episodes from now, we get Mm -hmm. the most... Satisfyingly horny episode yet. Ooh, satisfyingly right. like full on like cheesy romance makeout montages. Hell yeah! In like I'm in hot tubs. Ooh, oh yeah! It's I, gonna be great. I look forward to it. It's gonna be great because it'll also be a guest episode, and our guest gets to join us in how horny that episode is. <laughs> I cannot They're subjected like to our sh- weird horniness. <laughs> we, we So Morgan and I were, were texting earlier and we decided mm-hmm. that uh, Morgan is the one who's all about the jokes, the horniness and love. And I have mm-hmm. literally nothing that I enjoy.
1: <laughs> that is distinctly not what I said. OK, I lied. I I said that. We make a good podcasting duo because we balance each other out in terms of our horniness levels and pun making levels, and specifically that I do those things way too much, and so it balances out.
0: Ah, okay, well, you know what I also, we also (laughs) balance it out with? I have no memory, and I just write notes of everything. (laughs) <laughs> and you have all the memory because you don't
1: want to oh, write no. any fucking notes about this. <laughs> You're right about me not writing notes, but you are desperately wrong about the state of my memory. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, it's oh
0: boy, it's bad. Um, well, luckily, I'm also lying about my memory because my memory's
1: too good. perfect it's it's us restoring balance to the force once again
0: yeah you know what let's uh actually wow there's not that much more to this episode uh there really is not so i was uh, like man we should speed through this but really there's it's fine if you don't so yeah keep going i guess
1: yeah so basically eddie goes out to rescue carolyn And Shawnee comes too, even though Eddie's like, hey Shawnee, I'm not gonna be at my tower, (laughs) watch the beach. Yeah, I wrote that too. (laughs) It's very funny to me. (laughs) And then she shows up after Eddie has rescued Carolyn, and Eddie's like, Hey, I got this. Please go watch the rest of the beach. And Shawnee gets really mad at him and walks away. And then he yells after her, It was Court, wasn't it? It was Court. And she just like keeps shrugging over and over again. Um, and it was very funny to me because it was really bad. Let's also not
0: forget about the part where Carolyn says she didn't realize she was out so yeah. far. And Johnny stares at her and says, oh, please. And then tells well, Eddie, you better dry off before you tarnish. Yeah. What the fuck was that line? <laughs> I don't know. And also the way she says tarnish goes Tarnish. I was like, yeah. you're from Glendale. Like, you don't have a southern accent. Why are you doing this?
1: It was it was not a good scene. No. Um, but nothing about this plot line is. No. Um, next up, we get a scene where Turner's doing some skitchen until Ben catches him with a cane and berates him about skitchen. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Yes. No, I just like the
0: word skitchen.
1: Right? It's a good word. It's a fantastic um, word. And then Ben gives a really weird, shitty monologue about how Turner just needs to heal his heart and then <laughs> his legs will be better or something. And Turner's like, But what if what's in here is bad? And Ben's like, Well, I don't know, just don't keep skitchen. Um, <laughs> and then the scene's over. Yep. It's nothing. Um, Look, before we I, get to the next the next scene,
0: we need to heal mm-hmm. ourselves. You know, sure. we need to we need to warn everybody that as bad as everything else was, this scene is Oof. just really bad. It 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 plays an allegory to uh, the pilot episode where Lori has a scene kind of like this, um, but not as bad as this somehow. Mm -hmm. I guess it's basically yeah. uh, you know they say that I almost went into that Scott Steiner promo again you know (laughs) they say all men are created equal Uh, they say that all stories have been written and in this case yeah they already wrote this in the pilot episode
1: (laughs) so they just had to
0: reuse it because these are the the four stories of life are are Beachman Beach Man Beaches, you mm-hmm. know, um, there's um, Dad Pirates, da- Dad Pirates, uh, Dad Pirates, who may also be in like a Swedish pop band. <laughs> there is uh, Death Woman, mm-hmm. and then there is also uh, 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 Pedophilia, the, f- yeah. the force the Aesop's Fables, as they call it. <laughs> <laughs>
1: It's, oh, it's so bad. Yeah, Carolyn, um, shows up as Eddie's closing up his tower and makes up a bunch of excuses for why she needs to change in his tower rather than in the bathroom. And then Eddie's like, yeah, sure, fine. And she just keeps finding different ways to flirt with him. And I, my next note is this episode was entirely written by men. Um, Here's the thing. Yes, it
0: was, um, Eddie's acting in this episode, or Billy Warlock, should we say, acting in this episode is a little bit better. Yes. He does a lot more range of emotion with his face. And truly, instead of just being normal pissy Eddie, he plays Mm -hmm. rightly like confused angry or like self-serving angry in that. What are you doing? I don't want any part of this. No, get out of my tower. Uh, I, I, you can't do this This is against the rules Like it's yes. Eddie is Always shitty In, in some yes. ways, But this is like the least shitty we've seen Eddie In a long yeah. time And actually reasonable Like I don't want to empathize With this because this whole thing <laughs> is shitty But if yeah. God forbid this were to happen To me
1: Uh mm-hmm. I would probably react a lot like Eddie would. Totally. Yeah, I think, honestly, you know, and part of this is a deliberate avoidance of victim blaming, but the other part of it is I truly feel like Eddie did everything he should have in this situation. Like, I don't feel like there's anything he, like, which is weird (laughs) given how Eddie's been written as a character. Especially this season. But, like, he was genuinely just, like, chill respectful like trying to do best by carolyn like you know she felt unsafe so he was like all right here you can use this you know safer place to change um but as we all know (sighs) teenage girls are just out to ruin your life as we'll find out later this episode yeah
0: yeah (sighs) so the just to Take a long scene and make it short. Mm -hmm. At one point, her zipper gets stuck. She's changing in the lifeguard tower. He pulls Mm -hmm. it down and she says he can take it off her if he wants. And he gives the best piercing, angry stare at her Mm -hmm. and tells her she's got 30 seconds. And she says, you saved me. You deserve it. And he says, I'm not a prize and neither are you. And then he walks away oh. and she smiles and says, yes, you are. Yup. And this, this scene then just cuts to a dude on a hang glider.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, Baywatch. I'm look, yeah. I watch enough wrestling specifically crazy, stupid, Vince man who thinks, yeah, you can just cut from one high energy scene to another and they'll make sense and Baywatch is way worse than that. Where they are like, this is very fucked up.
1: Here's yeah. a hang glider. Yeah. Yeah. Megan's at her tower and there's a hang glider and the hang glider is doing it wrong or something. And <laughs> no, there's she's too worried much. Wind. About, yeah, there's too much wind and she's worried about him hitting the rocks. So she starts to go yell at him, but then Turner shows up and yells at her for caring about the hang glider. Uh, And then they flirt a little bit and then then they go have a very unsexy montage. (laughs) So now you know what I texted you about on the rocks.
0: Yeah, he's he's in just jeans and she's in a white dress and they make out like they've never seen kissing before, but also (laughs) really fucking want to kiss.
1: Oh, yeah. No, they're they're very passionate, but he spends most of it just like wrapping his lower lip around her chin and his top lip around her nose and just going. (laughs) (laughs) And it's in (laughs) slow-mo. Yeah. (laughs) And the waves are
0: crashing (laughs) over them. So there's just like water going in their eyes and he's trying to like get a grip with his weird like, you know, puffer fish mini teeth. You know, oh just hook God. on there. Ugh. And she's exclaiming, I want to be with you. I want to be with you. And he's like, "Bra, bra, yeah.
1: <laughs> Well, specifically, specifically what she says is, I want to be with you for the rest of my life. Yeah. And it's so it's so bad. <laughs> it's the most unsexy. It's like sex montage. It's
0: as the horny podcast. This is actively unhorny Yes It's the moment it starts And you just see Turner In the With no shirt and jeans Out by the water You're like fuck this is gonna be bad isn't it And then it gets to the actual making out And you're like
1: Are they 16? Yeah like, Well that was the thing Like for me like when it started, I was like, "Oh, they're both very attractive people. I would like to watch this montage." And then he just started going. Norm, <laughs> norm, 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 norm. I was like, "Well, I'm never going to be horny again." So <laughs> like, cool, thanks, Baywatch. Like, yeah, I thought they
0: outlawed this at the Geneva conference. <laughs> this is a this is a crime of war, you oh, know. It's so
1: bad. It, um,
0: I honestly think that this may be the worst horny moment of Baywatch we've had yet. Woof. It's
1: not good. Yeah. Well, and it's interesting because I, I feel like it's the first time it's the first time something has been unsexy because it's portrayed unsexily. Well, not intentionally portrayed unsexily in the show, but as opposed to being unsexy because it's just creepy given, you know, modern day actually having respect for women. Um, (laughs) I'm sorry, where is this going? (laughs) No, I'm just saying it's an it's an interesting change between like previously, you know, even in this episode where we get these like very horny montages of what are explicitly in the story, underage teenage girls. Oh, yeah, yeah. um, To this being unsexy. Just because neither of them understand how to kiss.
0: Like, I, I feel like there was an episode this season where we made a joke about Mitch not knowing how to kiss somebody or them not knowing how to kiss Mitch. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: Was it yeah. last episode? Last episode, yeah.
0: Yeah, because him and him and Lisa Reda as Kelly just kind of like. Yeah, but this is like, have you? This is bad. Have you ever like. In a chemistry class scene like put two liquids and one liquid absorbs the other liquid. That's like what he's trying to do yeah. to her basically to her chin down. Um if how do I say yeah. this? There's science fiction TV shows where <laughs> there's monsters who do these actions to other people. Mm-hmm yeah
1: yeah it's a real it's a real face hugger kind
0: of scene yeah it it feels very much like it, 2005 doctor who yeah except for nobody in that show is horny and well
1: yeah. uh, eh, matt smith
0: eh. has strong horny energy
1: yeah yeah
0: <laughs> matt smith has strong i'm like uh i think he should leave where it's just like i don't know what uh, to do i'm so horny <laughs> energy <laughs> just just like Matt smith's driving down the road just going i'm honking i'm honking <laughs> like that's god, what he truly reads that well peter capaldi is just like i've had more sex than you will ever know boy
1: yeah i i rewatched watched olive i think you should leave recently and god damn that show holds up it's so fucking funny
0: what I'm probably going Ugh. to do tonight is try to start rewatching Nathan for you. Well, you should start watching Review.
1: Um, yeah. Which, yeah,
0: yeah. again, as we talked about last episode, is just the third ep- The third episode. OK. I'm only going to tell you the episode title, since that part you could find anywhere and it doesn't spoil All anything right. of the episode. Right. Uh, mm-hmm. uh Episode three is called Pancakes Divorce Pancakes. OK. And it's an amazing episode. Episode three. It's one of the greatest episodes of television I've ever seen in my entire life. Uh, And it's quite a trip. Uh, And you keep going and you keep going. And then eventually you get to an episode, which I think I may have mentioned because of the circle where Lance Bass does like a fried chicken commercial in like a (laughs) SpaceX flight as a dead body floats in front of him. Uh, and they're oh. like, Lance, read the room. And he's like, I got to make money, dudes. Uh, <laughs> and uh, it's very amazing. Also, let's take a quick moment because uh, we have the time to talk about everybody should be watching The Circle.
1: Yes. God, yes. As someone who does not follow reality television, doesn't normally care about reality television. God damn, you need to watch The Circle. It's an exceptionally dumb show, but it's so good. As someone who does watch a lot of reality television, I will tell you.
0: God, I can't. I feel so bad to say as someone who watches a lot of reality television, because I'm like. <laughs> I mean, yeah, of course, I'm the guy who hosts a Baywatch podcast. Uh, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> yeah, The Circle's really darn good. And yeah, it's an, it's. It's a great social experiment. And uh, honestly, I'd be curious to see how I would perform on it. Oh, God, yeah. Okay, I want to be honest so bad. Would you be a catfish or not?
1: I don't think I would. I think what I would do is I would play myself, but I would just like tweak things a little bit. Like um, there was one shot. Um, in one of the early episodes of The Circle where one of the contestants had a, like, post-it note hanging on the wall behind them mm. that had a list of, like, lies I've told. And I was like, yeah, see, that's what I want to do. Like, I want to come in as, quote-unquote, me, but just, like, I don't know, just, like, tweak it a little bit. I think would be super fun, even as just, like, an improv exercise. You see, I would want to win, so my idea
0: would be playing myself... <laughs> But looking like someone else, because mm. uh, there is a theory of you know you could just be yourself uh, and you know go pretty far. But I do think catfishes who play you know close to the heart do also really well. And oh, yeah. I think just being kooky and crazy benefits you most yeah, totally. most of the time. But also just because most of my social media game is uh, shit posts. (laughs) And so I don't know if I have that many great pictures to use for the circle uh, unless they're like, what's your next post? It's like, oh, well, this one wrestler uh, closed his eyes at the right moment and it looks like he's pooping. (laughs) that's that's my picture like that's that's your picture yeah yeah man uh yeah i'm I'm the poop man
1: (laughs) i'm the guy who shits uh there's your new twitter display name (laughs) i'm the guy who shits
0: i fuck it i mean right now it's uh zero funny jokes here uh, so, I mean, this is kind of the perfect follow up. It's still true.
1: Yeah. I think mine is still formula. E- nope. Nope. Yours is like a spooky boy. Is it? Wait, I don't know. Wait. I'm on Twitter so infrequently. We're going to find out. Oh, yeah. 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 I changed it to, um, uh, something like beach vibes or something when we had like a week of nice weather here in Seattle. Summer beach drinks vibes. Yes. With beach drinks in quotes in the middle of it. Yeah,
0: I. I I'm i due for an update. I, I recently <laughs> changed it to zero funny jokes here, but I'm the guy who shits is just. I mean. It's it's the yep. truth. It's the it's, true. it's the truth. But you want to know what else the truth is, Morgan? Or else what? is the truth? Um, grammar. Yeah. It's a sunny, beautiful day is what Mitch tells Eddie.
1: Mm hmm. Yeah. Eddie is at his tower and Mitch shows up to get his report cards and check his tower. And turns out Carolyn left her bathing suit there. And Mitch, very rightfully, is like, hey, Eddie, what the fuck? And Eddie's like, oh, God damn it. <laughs> Like, I didn't do anything. She just must have left her bathing suit here. And Mitch is like, "Mm, okay, Yeah. Um, And then Carolyn shows up and is watching the two of them and then is like, hey, Eddie, I guess I left my bathing suit at your tower last night. And Eddie's like, fucking here it is. Go away. I don't want to deal with you. Again, very understandably and correctly. Mm -hmm. Um, and then all the other teens show up and are trying to get Carolyn to spill spill the deets of what happened, and Carolyn claims that they got drunk together after chugging two six-packs of beer, (laughs) um, which (laughs) was a very... It was a very teenager-who's-never-drank line before, and I did actually think it was pretty funny. Yes. Um, and then they... Went skinny dipping so that they could get sober enough to, you know, and then and then we went back to his tower and I made it with him. Yeah. Which is the absolute funniest way to say that you had sex. And it's such (laughs) 90s. And also,
0: like, later they use the same slang to her dad. And I'm like, yes. Am I supposed to expect that he knows what made it means? Because I would think like. What did you make like uh, a, a hold on, hold on. there's a joke here. I know what it is. I know what it is. what it, yeah. did you make a nativity
1: scene like
0: what, <laughs> did, did you did you make it for our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ? because that's great. like I mean, it it's it's a little early. It's not Christmas yet, but maybe it's maybe it's near Easter and so they made a little nativity scene to, you know, yeah. commemorate the birth of our Lord and Savior above. And, Could be. and below side to side I don't fucking know where he is he's everywhere <laughs> sort of. he's next to me he's next to you Ah, go away uh, Jesus Christ uh, but no they mean they fucked and sh- mm-hmm. then she says they fucked and then she fell asleep in his arms and he held her all night and yep. let me tell you as someone who's a little bit twitchy I cannot hold someone all <laughs> night my arms would get tired and I'd be like can I let go now? Are they asleep? Can I do I drop them here? What do I do with my hands? That is un, that is the most unlikely and unreasonable part of this whole scenario. hmm. That part specifically.
1: Yep. Definitely. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Um, but yeah, one of the other teens is very jealous uh, and the other two teens are into it and want to hear everything um, and so jealous teen goes and sulks in the sand and stares at Eddie. Um, and again, all of these girls explicitly, we have been told, are underage. And so, yeah. OK, so there I just think about this now.
0: There is a there's a, uh, a hole in this story. <laughs> there are many. <laughs> I know you're going to say, well, Michael, clearly it's that. You know, Eddie isn't into brunettes um, and mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That, you you are correct. That is the biggest hole here. But the second biggest hole here is that did Eddie drive her home? Like she 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 forgot her outfit and then she would have been naked
1: and then had to there was her dad in on this. Who knows? I mean, it would not be unreasonable for her to have brought extra clothes to the beach, which she did. Absolutely not. She only has <laughs>
0: two or three outfits. Mm-hmm. That That's all. Um, yeah, that's all she oh, has. Yeah.
1: This the beginning of this scene, speaking of her outfits, is also where we get to have very close up shots of her removing her shirt and shorts to reveal the bikini underneath. And they slow it down and really focus on it. So, you know, just a Mm. just a great show. Mm hmm.
0: Mm hmm. Mm hmm.
1: But but then then we get Garner and everything's fine. We sure do. Garner uh, shows up with Mitch and wants Mitch to start carrying a baton as well as all the rest of the lifeguards because it the beach is just too dangerous nowadays. And Mitch correctly points out that being armed would betray public trust and that it's much more important for them to have public trust than for them to be armed um and garner pushes back on that because acab um and yeah that's basically this whole scene and then mitch just kind of walks away
0: mitch does have like you know one of his cans and Mm -hmm. it's just like i can just use that instead and it's like if he really needed to, yeah, but also we've proven that Mitch will gladly fist fight anyone. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so he doesn't need to worry about it. He can beat the shit out of any person on the planet.
1: Yeah, exactly. The I mean, there's not many people who are going to be able to take Mitch in a, like, close quarters fight. Especially when he
0: gorilla runs. <laughs>
1: no everyone knows the real safest way of running is the naruto run uh because then you can dodge bullets
0: oh yes that's um Mm -hmm. um i've I've seen all of naruto so like i i have thoughts but whatever let's
1: let's mm -hmm. let's go (laughs) (laughs) um i have not seen any of it well um oh look but
0: there's parts of it where I'm like, you're not you're not missing anything. And there's other parts where I'm like, there's, it's actually really cool. So you are missing out. But like that's you. It's a big commitment. So you're not yeah. missing anything. But if you do go in for the commitment. Yeah, there's some cool parts, some parts that suck, but parts that are really awesome. Just like not this show. Fuck, <laughs> I, I can't be insulting Baywatch. This is the show I love. Clearly, that's my character, right? OK, yeah,
1: yeah. But yeah, now we get to see Mitch go uh, rescue Turner from bodyboarding where him and Hobie had been out in the water. And Turner is like, yo, what the fuck? I was fine. I didn't need help. Um, And Hobie also is like, hey, chill, Mitch. Like, Turner didn't need help. And then Mitch is like, well, I'm not allowed to be wrong. So you actually did need help. Um, And it. Yeah, I don't like this episode. Um, No,
0: and this scene is... Morgan just described a maybe seven-minute or five-minute scene in, Mm -mm. like, a few sentences. This scene goes on way too long. Yeah.
1: Um, But then we get um, Carolyn's dad shows up, and we finally learn Carolyn's name with a good five minutes left in the episode, um, And the jealous girl is nearby in her very fancy Jeep. And here's Carolyn's dad yelling for Carolyn and then goes over to tell Frank, Carolyn's dad, that Carolyn slept with Eddie. And now uh, made Frank it just made it she made, made it.
0: the nativity yes. scene with him. Yes. And he's like, nativity scene. We're Buddhist. Actually, no, that they wouldn't mind if they were <laughs> Buddhist. Uh, let's go for something else. Uh, they're Waldensian Christians uh, they're, They've <laughs> been Destroyed by the rest of the church And they're a small faction Who disagrees with the way that they're writing the church And they don't like nativity scenes um, Please look up the Waldensians Okay All right. Don't, um, actually um, don't Don't waste your time <laughs> uh,
1: But yeah he, he keeps yelling for Carolyn And he just immediately Believes this girl and over his daughter and won't even tell her what she supposedly did or anything and he just yells at her to shut up
0: over and over yeah he's shouting shut up and get in the car shut up
1: yeah and then is like you see this beach it's the last time you'll ever see it and she's like why am I not allowed to come back here and he goes shut up and then the scene ends and it's like what the fuck is wrong with this guy um but then we get our final scene, uh, which is that Shawnee is at headquarters, all dressed up and waiting for Eddie, uh, and he finally comes out in a tux. That is Shawnee is in to it.
0: It is not a good fitting tux. No, it
1: fits so
0: badly. It's huge on it. Her. It very much feels like the stop making sense. Like jacket, where it's like,
1: yeah, you yeah, you yeah, knew
0: yeah, this totally. was too big, right? Yes, like this was this was intentional. I I had to like uh, Billy Warlock's shoulders are very broad, so you can yeah. tell one that this was not fitting for that. Two, like it, it's like you know, there's like scene, th- there's some like movie scene. I don't know what it's from. That's great in my mind of like uh, uh, a normal adult person gets like shrunk to like a young kid and then they like shrink into their clothes. That's kind okay. of what it feels like here. We are like, this was meant for someone much bigger than you, my friend. Uh, yes. but she's like, Oh yeah. Don't care. Wanna fuck it. And then introduce it to
1: my parents. Yes. Which I mean, fair, like even in an ill fitting tux, he's still very hot. He is. Um, but yeah, so they, they make out for a while, uh, until Garner comes down And interrupts them to tell Eddie, uh, that Garner is going to arrest him for statutory rape, and that Shawnee should get a lawyer. And then the episode ends, because this is a two-parter.
0: There's a key point right here I want you to remember just for next episode. This is very important. Mm -hmm. There's one important shot here, which is that the moment he says statutory rape, they do a cut to their hands, and Shawnee immediately lets go. Yep. Which,
1: uh, yeah, I would, too. Oh, yeah. No, totally a fair reaction. Um, but I boy, do I hate that this is a plot for this episode. It's just. Oof. Yep. Just, it's just so bad. Just wait till part two. Uh, Ugh.
0: Yeah. So that's the end of part one. Mm-hmm. So on a scale of one to ten where one is ruining your food so bad that the smoke alarm goes off and 10 is getting your boy toy. David Hasselhoff to talk to you about Wuthering Heights. Morgan, where would you rate this?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think I'm going to go with about a two. Like, it's it's better than some of the recent episodes we've seen, but not by much. Like, It's still super male gazy, like, even by Baywatch standards. It's this whole shitty narrative of, like, you know, really the teenage girls are the ones out to get men in trouble, which just, like, is so not how it is and is such a, like, prevailing social issue that stops people from like, reporting their abusers mm-hmm. and dealing with this shit. Uh, and I don't love that it's being pushed as the main plot line, and I don't trust Baywatch to wrap it up well in the next part. Agreed. Um, but who knows? Maybe I'll be wrong. Um, so yeah, I would say, I would say this is a two, and I would say a two is the experience of, um... Trying to figure out what you did wrong with your parent, but instead just having them yell shut up at you a whole bunch. Um, So, yeah, not an episode I'd recommend. How about you, Michael? Uh, I'm going to go with my original rating that I had before
0: I watched part two. And I'm not going to spoil what my rating was until then. And uh, I'm going to give it a four. And I think that's mostly because I was very interested in where Turner's story goes, because I was kind of invested in the fact that he's like really stubborn and he's like, where does he go from here? What happens? Um, And and the reason why it's also a four and not anything higher, because fuck everything else about this uh, two parter. It's really, really bad. And I really fucking hate that one we're doing pedophilia again like the fact that we yeah. i can even say again there shouldn't have been a first time i know and uh, it's not it's not even the second time well it is in inter- it is in terms of like someone in quotes act trying to act on it we've had hobie hitting on shawnee yeah. but that wasn't oh, yeah. returned uh, so that wasn't really as pedophilic, but uh yeah this it's not yeah it's it's not great so eric's Eric Turner's storyline kind of saves it for me because it's it's just much more interesting, and it seems kind of like a a whole plot of a season one episode would be would be that you know what I mean yeah, so I would say a four is. You're with a gender-neutral hot babe, and they're gonna make out with you, and you're really ready for it. And then they try sucking your chin off, and you think, <laughs> ar, ar, ar. and you think, mm, ar, ar. shouldn't be the noise that is being made here, and. Like I don't know if this is hot Or not Like, yeah. like it, I, I I, get some sort of Reaction and it's like Ooh I mean like I guess this is Foreplay but mm-hmm. it's not Necessarily what you want and they don't Know they, they never move Up you know they never like Find <laughs> never find your face Hole it's like <laughs> Go for an orifice Dude <sighs> go for an orifice Bro Uh <laughs> <laughs> you know because I'm in a relationship with this person I call them bro go for an orifice bro um and uh, they just net they it's That's a like- deeply upsetting phrase <laughs> <laughs> go for the or- okay so should I be uh I am the man who shits or go for the orifice bro. No,
1: I can't oh, do. Definitely the second one. Absolutely the second
0: one. Go for it. Oh, uh, okay, okay. Well, since you you said so, I'm gonna be go for the orifice, bro. Yeah, a four is just go for the orifice, bro. <laughs> I hate that. Uh, I hate that. That's now a catchphrase of mine, but mm-hmm. it's going to be a thing. So next week we will do part two. Let's read the description for part two. And yeah. and see what happens. I don't know why, but talking about this episode really made me want cheese whiz. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I, I cannot help you there,
0: <laughs> Morgan. You gotta send me cheese whiz through the microphone. Mm-hmm. You ready? Because we're about to talk yeah. about part two. Part two. The Baywatch wiki says. Facing rape charges, Eddie is suspended from Baywatch while the accuser attempts to kill herself.
1: Oh
0: god. And don't worry, it's not it's not as bad as you think. I, I mean that's bad, but it's not as trust me on this. Mitch right. saves a paraplegic's life in a daring glider rescue. Ugh. Okay, now INDB description. An angry and frustrated Eddie is suspended from from Baywatch by Mitch over the statutory rape charges and feels abandoned when no one believes his innocence pleas, especially after his juvenile criminal record is made public. Shawnee, despite some doubt about Eddie's true story, attempts to track down Caroline, who has suddenly disappeared, to get the real story to clear Eddie's name. Meanwhile, the reckless Turner is still trying to win back Megan when Ross, I thought it was Rob, uh, a handsome marine biologist that Megan is now dating. Yeah, it was definitely Rob arrives and Turner tries to
1: impress her by hang gliding off of a cliff. Mm hmm. Sounds like we're in for quite the episode next week. Yeah. Uh,
0: and it will also be the last appearance of Vanessa Angel uh, in the show, uh, which sucks because I, I like her her acting style of not caring about if she's. Saying any line well or in a correct accent Because she's supposed to yeah. be Australian Is actually English And tries to yeah. talk like she's from Texas
1: Sometimes Her her Australian accent Boy does it come and go throughout this episode Yeah uh, It's less of an Australian accent
0: And more of a uh, I colonized the Middle
1: East accent <laughs> You know what I mean? Yeah Yeah I feel like the very first scene of this episode, she had the real heavy Australian accent, and then it just gets progressively worse. Yeah, she she stops caring. She's like, yeah, look, I I ain't going to be here forever. I I know my worth. Yeah, yeah, (sighs) yeah. Well, hey. At least, uh, (laughs) we'll we'll finish up, we'll finish up part two next week and then have guests on and, uh, well, hey, indeed to that. We're, uh, we're moving in a positive direction. At least this one wasn't a one. Yeah. So that's something to the moon. (laughs) (laughs) Stonks. Um, but yeah, unless, unless you've got anything else you want to close out this episode with, I think we can wrap things up. Yeah. Don't buy Dogecoin. Yes.
0: Don't agreed. purchase cryptocurrency. Uh, yes. Don't purchase NFTs, especially yes. that new Gary Vaynerchuk NFT
1: program that Ugh, do you know about God. this. I just know Gary Vaynerchuk and I want nothing to do with anything he's involved with. OK, so I'm going to ask about that in a second
0: here. But his NFT program is you buy tokens to then be part of a program uh, mm-hmm. that one gets you hand drawn animal pictures by him. Um, of fictional animals he's created, but also cool. then these tokens get you into meetings one on one with him. Oh God! So he's like, oh, it actually has a reason for you to get the NFT, and I'm like, okay, but yeah. don't make
1: NFTs because they're still incredibly terrible for the environment. Yes. Why do you yeah. hate Gary Vaynerchuk? Uh, because he's just like. The epitome of fucking like pyramid scheme hustle culture where like his whole thing is like you, too, can be successful like me if you buy my course on how to be successful. And then the course is tell a bunch of people that you're really successful and sell them courses on how to be successful. It's just like straight up a pyramid scheme. And the man is just like. The absolute worst of like garbage LinkedIn and Twitter posting where he's constantly hashtag hustling and a you know hashtag life hacks productivity guru. He's just an idiot. So, I recently got
0: more into the uh the LinkedIn uh,
1: uh social God, media LinkedIn.
0: part. I mean, I've always had my LinkedIn, but sure. Uh, I I never post anything on LinkedIn. I don't feel the need to, especially since I would shitpost there, but it actually affects my potential money making. um, Yeah. So I don't. Otherwise, you better fucking believe I would shitpost the (laughs) hell out of LinkedIn.
1: Me and some friends made a private uh, company on LinkedIn so that we have like a private company page and we just like shitpost making fun of. Uh, great, like idea. LinkedIn posts <laughs> Oh man I should
0: be doing that I see a lot of these posts That are just like I did five things Today it's like the yep. I woke up at 5am I, you know, I I ran a mile I sacrificed a baby to Satan And then I had an mm-hmm. English muffin And that that's how I made A million dollars Kind of stuff uh, But Gary Vaynerchuk's stuff Is always the most Uh, I think of it as the hashtag college white girl uh, motivational poster stuff. Mm -hmm. But like for men, you know, so it's like it's not like you got this girlfriend. It's like remember what Socrates said before he's he he drank the 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 bum because (laughs) lock
1: because it's a bummer. Uh, 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 he's the like Jim bro version of Dan Price <sighs> If you're familiar with him uh, Yes uh, Dan Price Ugh, Like he's Yeah I just get such I get exactly the same vibes from both of them And it's not vibes <laughs> G- I enjoy
0: Gary is worse because it. Dan Price
1: at least just has
0: the Here it is Here's my statement and you're like okay roll eyes and Gary Vaynerchuk is like so aggressively in New York about it of you got to listen to me. You got to look at the thing I'm saying and interact with it, man. Yeah. I, I don't need this in my life. I look at LinkedIn to go, who left my old company? What are they, you know, what are they doing? Who is this recruiter talking to me? You know, or, um, you know, wow. That person I remember from college, Deactivated Facebook, and I don't know where the fuck they are on this other thing, so I guess I'll just stop them on LinkedIn, I guess?
1: I don't know. Yeah, it's. Oh, God. Yes, hustle culture is the worst. Uh, it absolutely is, because
0: uh, I have no hustle.
1: Mm-hmm. Or flow. Um.
0: <laughs> no hustle,
1: nor flow. Also, the other one that I highly recommend. Watching. If you hate all of this kind of shit, are you familiar with the the forty seven Lamborghinis? My Lamborghini account meme. <laughs> Sorry, no. What? Oh wait, no, no, <laughs> no, no, I'm not. Um. So there was this guy Ty Lopez. I think his name that was. Sounds familiar. He was just like early twenty fifteen, like fucking the influencer garbage person, and he did a whole. Ad for himself where he was in his garage talking about how he used to only have $8 in his bank account and now look at me, I have a Lamborghini but that's not as important. I'm much more proud of these new bookshelves Um and it's just, it's a very oh. really YouTube thing like a YouTube poop style thing where someone edited it and it's very funny. Okay, I'm gonna watch that later. I had not seen the YouTube poop but this sounds
0: I mean, I've seen a billion of these things. I used to watch Oprah all the time and it was, oh I I started with a red paperclip and I traded up to a house. Yes, and it's like no you fucking yeah. didn't. That it's, it's exactly
1: that kind of shit, but someone edited his like self-promotional ad to just be extremely funny and I think about it all the time.
0: Well, you know, we got a fuck, what do we got? We got a fuck, we don't have anything.
1: <laughs> we we just know what? we just have my podcast, that's it. <laughs> hey it's a it's a good podcast this is and this is making me think of
0: one line specifically which is well what do you have left i have bullet ball <laughs> which is like the saddest thing i've ever seen yeah holy crap it's like you traded everything you live out of your car what do you have left i, yeah. I have bullet ball Oh, dude, no, you don't. ball doesn't love you back. It's a ball game. You play with your wrist. It doesn't love you. It's going to give you arthritis. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. Anyway. I the other thing you all can have left is uh, is the rest of your day, because I'm going to wrap up this episode right here and I just want to want to thank you all for listening to this episode of Baywatch Rookie School. If you want to find us on Twitter, our show handle is at Rookie School Pod. I'm at Morgan P. Thrap. I'm at Snot Snit, S-N-O-T-S-N-I-T. We'll see you next week. And just remember, hips, lips and Lamborghinis. I am the man who shits. <laughs> and I'm Jorts <George> Clooney <laughs> signing off for this episode of Baywatch Rookie School, a podcast, podcast for two men. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, this
0: is a good bet.